Welcome back to the Long Acres Finance channel, where the focus is on dividend growth investing. Unless you completely avoid watching the news, you have probably heard one or several tidbits about the unavoidable recession. Some say we are already in a recession, while others claim it'll hit us in 2023, and the stock market is still due for a 20% drop from current levels. One thing is for sure, 2022 is a tough year to be an investor. If you're a relatively new investor, this might be the first time you are dealing with a bear market, and it can be a rough experience. You may be tempted to cash out your portfolio and wait out the pain on the sidelines, but history has shown us that is a risky bet to make. Investing in the stock market isn't as simple as buying low and selling high, because the more common practice is that investors buy high and sell low, which leads to subpar results. Humans are driven by behavior, and we have a tendency to favor investing in the stock market when things look rosy and pull out when the waters get rough. The reality is that we have to do the exact opposite, which is very difficult to do because you have to go against your natural instinct. This process does get easier with time. Once you've experienced a bear market or two, you learn how to weather the storms a little bit better. The faster you learn that staying invested and riding the ups and downs of the market is a smarter long-term strategy, the better your long-term results will be. I don't know if we are in a recession today, or if we will see one in the upcoming year, but I thought it would be a useful exercise to see how dividend investing has fared during recessions in the past. Perhaps this knowledge can help me, and you, if we find ourselves in a recession soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Most of us already know that stock prices tend to be more volatile during recessions, oftentimes falling by 20-30% to and sometimes even more. If you rely on selling shares of your holdings to fund your lifestyle, a 20% decline in market value can have a major impact on your cash flow. Dividend investors on the other hand rely on dividend payouts from their holdings to fund their lifestyle, and as a result, a declining share price has little to no impact on their cash flow. But it can be difficult to watch your portfolio decline in value. However, if your holdings continue to pay out a sustained level of dividend income, it can offer some solace. One way to measure the level of sustainability for dividend income is to look at the annual dividend growth rate of the S&P 500. Since the year 1900, dividend growth for the S&P 500 has oscillated between a low of minus 30% to a high of plus 50%. That's quite a large range. If we look at the data more closely, the large ups and downs are primarily concentrated in the first half of the 20th century. In the second half of the 20th century, the range of dividend growth is pretty much swayed between plus and minus 10%, a much more narrow range. The start of the 21st century has been the same, with the exception of the financial crisis that saw dividend payouts decline by 23%. There is one caveat to this decline that I will touch on a little bit later. If we look at the annual change in price for the S&P 500, it clearly shows a lot more volatility compared to dividend growth. Based on these two charts spending more than 100 years, It's clearly evident that dividends have been considerably less volatile than the share price for the S&P 500. The major distinction that can be made here is that stock prices are driven by fundamentals and investor sentiment. Based on fundamentals, the market is efficiently valued, and it's usually investor sentiment that drives the distortion from this efficiency. As investors gain confidence in the market, they drive stock prices higher, which ultimately leads to gross overvaluations compared to fundamentals. This period of market euphoria is typically followed by a correction and in some instances, negative sentiment that leads to panic selling, which ultimately drives stock prices to new lows. 
This lack of investor confidence leads to stock prices being grossly undervalued compared to fundamentals. The stock market cycles through these phases based on investor sentiment. Dividends, on the other hand, are controlled by the management of companies that adopt dividend policies. As a result, they are not influenced by investor sentiment and more aligned with fundamentals. Typically, companies that pay dividends are mature businesses with well-established operating models that are relatively stable. Many of these companies have long-standing dividend policies that can be sustained through economic downturns. Since World War II, there have been 11 recessions in bear markets as measured by the S&P 500. The average share price decline for the index across all 11 of these bear markets was about 34%, whereas on average, dividend payouts declined by just half a percent. While declining dividend payouts are unfavorable, the margin of difference between the change in the dividend payout and the share price is significant. During three of these 11 bear markets, dividend payouts actually continue to increase, moving against the trend of the market. The two major outliers in the data are the large increase in dividend payouts following World War II and the large decline during the financial crisis. Following World War II, the U.S. economy saw a major recovery in consumer spending that drove earnings and dividends higher. During the financial crisis, almost one out of every three dividend-paying companies in the S&P 500 cut or reduced their dividend. However, all major U.S. banks were pressured into cutting their dividend as a condition of the government bailout, regardless of whether or not they were on the brink of collapse. Not all U.S. banks were in bad shape during the crisis, and some even remained profitable with the ability to sustain their dividends. The bailout was forced on all major institutions considered too big to fail, in order to not publicly identify the banks that were in dire states. As we all know, every recession is different, and there are different styles of dividend investing, so naturally we can't expect the same exact patterns to be consistent during future recessions. If we look at just the past four recessions, in general, dividend growth stocks have fared better than growth in income and pure income strategies. The only exception here is the recession that followed the dot-com bubble in 2001, where growth-oriented strategies experienced larger than average losses. In the 1990 recession, all three dividend strategies offered positive returns, but dividend growth-oriented stocks fared the best. In the 2007 financial crisis, all three dividend strategies experienced negative returns, but dividend growth stocks fell less compared to more income-oriented strategies. The same pattern was evident during the short 2020 pandemic-driven recession. Stocks that pay higher dividend yields typically trade for lower multiples, and investors can assume that their share price will not fall as much as the broad market during a recession. So if the share price doesn't fall as much, and the stock pays an above-average dividend yield, the combined result should lead to outperformance. However, companies that pay higher dividend yields typically have higher payout ratios. These higher payout ratios are more difficult to sustain if there is a decline in earnings, which may lead to more higher-yielding companies cutting or eliminating dividends during recessions, compared to market averages. So while some high-yield stocks will prove to be winners during recessions, many more may experience worse-than-average results. Companies with smaller dividend yields typically have low payout ratios, making it easier to sustain and grow their dividends even if earnings stagnate or decline in the short term. I believe there is safety and opportunity with dividend stocks during recessions, but investors need to place more emphasis on quality and sustainability than they do on the level of dividend yield. Every investor likes a high dividend yield and more dividend income but I would much rather have a safe and growing dividend stream than have to deal with a dividend cut or a drop in my income level. The bear market of 2022 has driven share prices down, and as a result, dividend yields are more attractive for almost all dividend companies compared to just a few months ago. This means that the universe of dividend stocks offering reasonable yields of 2-3% has expanded. Given that we may very well see a further decline in the stock market, and perhaps even a decline in earnings into 2023, it might be a good idea to reevaluate your holdings and give up a little yield for more safety and sustainability in your dividend stream. A small shift down in yield for a boost in dividend growth could prove to be a fruitful long-term play for more dividend income a few years from now.
How do you think dividends will fare if we find ourselves in another recession? Let me know in the comments below.